This episode is made possible by PwC. It's getting hot out here. Moving the mercury can help move your business. PwC helps turn sustainability theory into real-world action. Reduce your carbon footprint while increasing transparency in net zero commitments. Start with reporting to identify your climate risks and reinvent your business. Create a more sustainable business and a stronger planet. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The Fix is in. The Sports Fix. Portions of the Sports Fix brought to you by Harry Buffalo. The Sports Fix will be live at Harry Buffalo North Olmstead for each and every Cleveland Browns game. So come on out and join in the fun. Go Browns! Sports Fix listeners, don't wait all day or all week to get in on the fun. The party doesn't stop when we go off the air all week long. The Sports Fix social media sites are your one-stop shop for all things Cleveland sports. Jump over to Facebook.com slash The Sports Fix. Facebook.com slash The Sports Fix and become a fan today because we love fans and they create some of the best sports talk in town, Daddy. You'll enjoy talking to your fellow Cleveland sports fans on The Sports Fix fan page. And if Twitter's your thing, well, you know how we do it. Tweet with us at the Sports Fix CLE. It's that simple. Twitter.com slash the Sports Fix CLE, baby. Chat live with the crew during all your favorite Cleveland sports events, tickets and contests and trivia and so much more. Get with us today, the Sports Fix on social media. Facebook.com slash the Sports Fix. Tweet with us at the Sports Fix CLE. Join, Join the, the Sports, sports fix, fix on Facebook and Twitter today. today. Business owners and professionals, do you want to take your business, your product, your team, your event to the next level? You want to advertise right here with the Sports Fix. Our listeners are among the most loyal listeners on the dial, terrestrial or internet. And our audience is one of the greatest and most receptive audiences in all of radio. The Sports Fix universe is not only listeners of the radio show, but tens of thousands of fans on Facebook and Twitter. Our social media universe expands by the day, all in the prime demographics to help drive your business directly into the winner's circle. Don't take my word for it. The Sports Fix comes with reference upon reference that have done business with us in the past and had some fun along the way. For more information on how we can help you knock your business, event, team, product, or promotion out of the park, email me, Jerry Myers, thesportsfix at AOL.com. That's thesportsfix at AOL.com. And let me help you swing for the fences and hit it out of the park. Advertise your product right here on The Sports Fix. Hey Cleveland, this is Anderson Verichon of the Cleveland Cavaliers. You are listening to the Sports Fix. Live in Ohio, it's time to get your fix. The Sports Fix. Welcome in, my friends. Another day, another beautiful day. We're getting closer to the end of another week here. It's Thursday. Welcome into the Sports Fix. J-Rock with you, and we've got another jam-packed edition of the show. 
heading your way today. Welcome in, my friends, one and all, wherever you're at, whether you're listening live on the sportsfix.net here at noon Eastern, whether you're listening on digital delay around the world 24 hours a day, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and all the various platforms. Welcome in, my friends. As I said, another big, big day here, Thursday here, as we start winding down the week and heading into the weekend here on the Sports Fix. Hope you guys are doing well. Phone lines are open right off the bat, 216-539-7535 is the number to call, 216-539-7535. Hit us up on the phone lines. If you can't get to the phones, we'd love to hear your comments. Hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash the sports fix. We'll read those comments throughout the show as well. Make sure you like the page, become a fan of the page because we are closing in on 20,000 social media followers, unique social media followers. And I'll tell you what, I'm keeping an eye too on who's going to be number 20,000 because I'm going to come up with something special, some kind of little special goodie for number 20, uh, number 20,000 there guys. Hit us up on Twitter. If Twitter's your thing, hey, tweet with us at the Sports Fix CLE. We'll read those on the air too. You can email us the Sports Fix at AOL.com. And remember, 24 hours a day, your one-stop shop for all things Sports Fix and Cleveland Sports is the website, thesportsfix.net. And that's also where it launches there, 12 noon, Monday through Friday, Eastern. I give you all those ways to get a hold of us, guys, before we get digging into this show here today. It's kind of there's a reason for that. I love it. One of the coolest things I tell you guys is the fact that because it's 24 hours a day, because there's so many different cities and countries and time zones that people listen to the show, I really do get all kinds of feedback at different times. And sometimes it's 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 really funny, too, because I have to stop and like try to figure out by what they're asking me, what part of the show that they're at listening to or whatever. And it's always great. But, you know, I tell you guys, hit me up. Let me know when you're listening, how you're listening, especially now with iHeartRadio because we've already seen in just the few couple of weeks of being up on there, and it, it was still in beta testing. I believe it's just now going into the full-fledged launch there with iHeartRadio and the talk shows that they've added, including ours. So we've already seen that that's going to make a, a big difference too. So I tell you guys, hit us up. Hit us up and let us know that you're listening. Last night, or this morning I should say, woke up to a pretty cool message. David Simmons, originally years ago, started out his life in Wadsworth, Ohio. Somehow he's ended up in Alabama. He called us just to let us know that he was listening to the show yesterday and that we're his connection to Cleveland sports. We hear that all the time. That's one of the things that's pretty cool about this is there's Cleveland sports fans all over the place and we kind of all connect here on the Sports Fix. So David Simmons, welcome to the show. A shout out to you and to each and every one of you guys listening. Hit us up like i said on facebook facebook.com slash the sports fix tweet with us at the sports fix cle let us know hey jay here i am this is where i'm listening to the show this is how i listen and i'll definitely give you a shout on the on the air because i love to hear where all the different members of this universe come from speaking of yesterday even though it was an archive show we had and i've got a funny story for you guys about yesterday's show even though it was an archived show yesterday we got a ton of feedback because that Dan Coughlin show that we put on, and, and once again, it was a, a privilege to be able to not only bring that, to be, be a part of that, but that, that interview was about 10 months ago or so, something like that, back on the previous incarnation of the show. It had never been heard before, so we had a ton of people that, that didn't hear it, never had a chance to hear it, introduced to it for the first time that really enjoyed it. But here's something that will go to show you just how whacked out this world is. I don't know if you guys, I'm sure you've heard of the show 
catfish because of the whole thing with everything with Notre Dame last year and all of that. Well, check this out. You know, I'm, I do the social media, and you guys know, especially those of you that follow us on any of those, that I post the replays of the show you know, throughout the day, about once an hour, there's a replay put out there so people can find them and, and get to know about them and get, get to listen to the show and all of that. And we come up with different ways to describe it because, you know, you don't want to just put the same thing out there all the time. So I'm always experimenting with social media marketing and hashtags is one of the things that's big on Twitter. So for those of you that know of, or don't know about the show catfish, I guess there was an episode and I really pieced this together just by hearing a commercial on the TV and then seeing the trending on Twitter, the hashtags, uh, somebody pretended to be the rapper Bow Wow or something. I don't know. Whatever it was, I didn't watch it. I don't watch that stuff. But apparently millions of people do because check this out. As a joke, as I posted the replay of yesterday's show, I decided to write the description as, we thought we were talking sports with Bow Wow. Turned out it was Dan Coughlin. We've been catfished. Let me tell you something. Apparently those hashtags had some power because... <laughs> Within 10 minutes, 100 people had listened to the to the show or at least clicked play on it. I'm looking. I'm like, why is it blowing up like that? Then I went and realized that within that same first five minutes, like 15,000 people had seen the post that I put on Facebook, apparently. And I'm listen, I'm, I'm sure that they were all clicking it, thinking that they were going to hear something that had to do with that catfish show or whatever. But it was just goes to show you the power of that ridiculous show because that whole show the whole format of that is just it's so phony and fake that you can't even believe it but it's just crazy that we put that out there so thanks to catfish a, a whole ton thousands of new people were introduced to the sports fix yesterday whether they wanted to or not all right so anyway but that and that's a true story right now that post has been seen by 50,000 people according to uh according to facebook so there you go the power of the catfish finding on that I don't, I don't catfished a long time ago. Anyway, so welcome back into the Sports Fix. We're getting rolling here today. I want to talk to you guys a little bit before we get going too hot and heavy. I'm getting to the Cavaliers here in a little bit, that first preseason game. A lot of things to talk about there. You know, and I'm going to talk to you about the power of irresponsible media here when it comes to the Cavs too. But looking at the playoffs, the ride ends for, of course, the Pittsburgh Pirates as they fall. And you know what? I'll tell you what. Watching the end of that series, they scored only a run in each of the last two games. They looked a lot like the Indians did in that game against the Rays. They looked a lot like a lot of teams do that make that first run after a good season after after a long time of not having playoff experience, they reached that crunch time and just looked like a different team the last two games. You could see the at-bats were different. They couldn't get the big hit, especially the, the, that final game. Couldn't get the big hit. There was a couple of innings there where you thought they were going to get something going, and the ride ends there. St. Louis, and you got to give credit to the Cardinals as well because th that organization, we talked about Tampa this year, how they faced all those elimination games before they finally fell and they did eventually here succumb to the Boston Red Sox. But look at St. Louis too in the last three years. They've had nine knockout games. They've gone eight and one. They've continued in a couple of those on the road, game five, game seven. So, you know, hats off to them too. And Pittsburgh, it was a great story. It was a big season. But you know what? I don't feel bad for them. They played five more games than the Indians did. So more power to you. Now let's see, just, just like the Indians, you've got the same challenge as the Indians. You've got to come back and get at it. It is good to see the small market team go. But, you know, I don't have a big uh, 
a big thing for Pittsburgh. Like I said, I, I don't hate the Pirates, but it's also, you know, it's neither here nor there with me. It is good to see a new team, a fresh face, and, and an opportunity after that long. No fan base, no fan base should have to go 21 years in between playoff appearances. So at least you hope that maybe this you know, fixes things and solidifies things where at least they'll get their ownership and their management to where each year they can have a realistic, at least expectation of competing for playoffs and perhaps having those windows every few years of competing for championships as well. That's a good young core there too. The other series, game five coming down Detroit and Oakland. And you know what? I can't go too crazy about this only because they both have cheaters on their teams, but man, you knew it was going to come. I think I remember saying it here on the show back in August or something when those suspensions went down with Biogenesis. I said, you just wait until one of these cheaters comes back, whether it was A-Rod, Cruz, Peralta. I didn't know who it was going to be. I said, but wait until they come back and they affect the, the playoffs. They actually make a change here. I said, that's that's a whole different situation. These are guys, and I know some people will say, and there you go, Vashon. They serve their time. I get it. Some people think that. I don't. I think that you you can't – I don't think that any of those players, I've made it very clear, should have been qualified or should have been allowed to qualify for the postseason. They were out. That, that was part – that comes part and parcel to me with being suspended for the remainder of the season. There's no way that just because you time it so that the 50 games ends before the playoffs, I don't think they should have been allowed in. We could do – a whole lot of debate about that either way but this episode is made possible by pwc it's getting hot out here moving the mercury can help move your business pwc helps turn sustainability theory into real world action reduce your carbon footprint while increasing transparency in net zero commitments start with reporting to identify your climate risks and reinvent your business create a more sustainable business and a stronger planet it's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Johnny Peralta added to that conversation by really kickstarting that comeback and keeping things alive for Detroit there with that three-run home run he had the other day, which really now when you look at it may have swung the momentum of that series completely because Scherzer came on and did what he did. Now they're going to have a chance to get out there. Game five, they're going to have a chance to throw Verlander out there on the mound. So it, it did it did change things. And like I said, it, it's qualified a little bit because Oakland is equally as guilty because they had no problem sending Bartolo Colon out there, which, by the way, what's up with these former Indians being the steroid guys here, man? Like They couldn't have been on the juice while they were here. They had to wait until they leave. I'm just kidding. I'm, 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 I wouldn't support it whether they were here or not, too. That's why I have such a hard time with the Jason Giambi thing because I really do dig Giambi, and I really do like what he did for the Indians this year. But at the same time, I still always have that because I just think that, yeah, I understand that you're sorry, but there's always that, are you sorry that you did it or are you sorry that you got caught? You know what I'm saying? If they hadn't got caught, would you, if he hadn't got caught, if he hadn't got dragged in front of the public and, and hung up by his ankles there, 
would Jason Giambi have stopped using steroids? Would all of them have stopped using steroids? Of course not. I'm just being real. I would. I probably would have used steroids too. I'm not saying that I encourage it. I'm saying that in that environment, if I'm trying to make as much money as possible, it'd be a hard time for me to turn that stuff down too. And I think all of you would say the same thing. It's easy for us to say what we would or wouldn't do. And I would hope that I wouldn't. But, I mean, it, there, I, I understand. But at the same time, it makes it hard to look at one differently than the other. But as I said, it did swing a playoff series and now here they come down to another game five and we'll find out who goes on here, who goes home, Oakland, Detroit. I said earlier in the series, I'm pulling for Oakland. I'd love to see them take care of business and knock off the Tigers before they even get to the championship series. Boston sits and waits for them as they finished off the Rays. You you know, as, as much as the Rays, as much as, you know, was made of them winning all those games at the end here, the last week and a half going on the road with all those knockoff games at the same time, (laughs) <laughs> oh no Adam that's a whole other story in the chat room there but at the at the same time you knew once they got down and had to win 3 games in a row against Boston that there was a there was no way and hey they gave it a they gave it a run they made the the comeback there they hit the walk off to get the first one but they, they obviously couldn't finish it there you go Boston now sits and waits for the winner here is it going to be two heavyweights or is it going to be Boston and, and Oakland kind of the, the Boston and the anti-Boston or is it going to be the two heavyweights going at it there meanwhile on the other side the Dodgers sit and wait you've got the Cardinals now that is going to be another I think that's going to be a good NLCS I think you know things are you know coming down the stretch here looking good but I would really really be a whole lot better looking at the final four if it was Oakland instead of Detroit so we'll see and then you know all of this too is a ticking time bomb not just about baseball but it's ticking on the Indians because each one of these games and each one of these rounds that goes by we get closer to that final three days after the final game of the season after the final game of the World Series where all those decisions start getting made and right now the Indians turning those wheels looking when it comes to what they're going to do because a lot of decisions can be thought about now this is the time where you think about it and you get your game plan together because once that buzzer goes off you got that three-day deadline and then boom a lot of things are off and running and this whole hot stove league will start moving a whole lot faster because you know the days of having the winner off are gone it's 24-7 business here and as the very first opportunity you've got You've got to start making moves and getting ready for next year because guess what? The other teams are too, and you definitely don't want to get caught sleeping there. So we're going to go to a break here in a few minutes. A whole lot more to talk about when we come back. I want to talk about the Cavaliers. They win their first preseason game, but more importantly than that, they show to me, and I'm not worried about the wins and the losses and, and that this is a preseason basketball. There's players out there that won't be on the court here in two weeks, but you could see the tenets of some things that you're going to see. Mainly defense was actually played, and you could see already that there's going to be differences, which we knew, but it's good to see it in application on the defensive side of the ball. I'm going to talk about the Cavaliers in their first preseason game, and I'm going to play a little clip of audio that should make people feel better about Kyrie Irving. It's going all over the media today. It's going all over the news. Problem is... Not everything is exactly what it seems. There's responsibility in media. Sometimes people don't care, though. They'll do anything and say anything. We'll talk about that. What am I talking about? I'll play the audio for you when we come back. We'll talk about the Cavaliers. Look at their first preseason game as camp rolls on tomorrow. First road game, they take on Orlando. Our first kind of deeper look at Cavaliers basketball when we come back. Don't forget, B.J. Riddell coming up later on this hour. Fantasy football for winners. 
It's the Week 6 edition. We've still got Dan Wismar from the Cleveland Fan joining us. We'll look back at the first slate of the schedule here for Ohio State, the storylines of the early part of the season as they have the bye week and get ready to head into the home stretch, heading towards Michigan. All of that, so much more. Don't go away. We've just begun. You are listening to the Sports Fix. The Sports Fix, the show that asks the question. We'll be right back. Guys, want to take just a second as we head into this break and remind you about the official business printing source of the Sports Fix, our friends at Signs and Ship. Signs and Ship, I'm telling you, Chris and Pam, they've taken care of me since day one, and they can do the same for you. Whether you're a small business that's already been established and you're looking to grow to that next level and expand your business, or perhaps you've got an idea that you just know is going to be a great business and you need to figure out how to brand it and how to promote it and put it out there, Signs and Ship is the place for you. If you need a logo, they can create one for you. They have a fantastic graphic designer. Business cards, signs, banners, yard signs, mobile advertising, anything you can think of that you need to promote your business, they've got it at Signs and Ship. The best thing about them, too, is each of their locations, whether it's the home base here in Elyria, Ohio that I work with, or their spots in Virginia, Florida, and Pennsylvania. It's all local sourced. Very important to me because we all understand that small business is the lifeblood of the community. So check them out, signsandship.com, or call Chris and Pam today, 440-323-6060, the home office in Elyria, Ohio. Signs and Ship, quality printing at affordable prices. It's an addiction. The Sports Fix will be right back. Football season is party season at Harry Buffalo North Olmstead. Everyone wins at Harry Buffalo. Every Saturday is Coors Light College Football Saturday with six dollar pitchers, four bottles for ten bucks, and the Buckeyes in full HD. Football season is most definitely party season, and your headquarters is Harry Buffalo North Olmstead all winter long. Harry Buffalo, join the herd. Sports Fix listeners, like us on Facebook today. Facebook.com slash the Sports Fix. You love Cleveland, and you already know how much we love Cleveland. You know who else loves Cleveland? GV Art and Design. Everyday fans, you and I wear our pride on our sleeves. Now, you can wear your pride on your chest. GV Art and Design has one of the hottest Cleveland sporting lines. Whether it's their Cleveland that I love design, or perhaps it's the Superman birthplace of a hero line of team-themed designs. Whether you're a fan of the Indians or Browns, the Lake Erie Monsters or the CSU Vikings, the Cleveland Cavaliers, or just Cleveland in general, GV Art design has a logo design or style for you sports fix listeners as a special treat every time you make a purchase from gv art and design use the sales code fix and save 10 percent on your total purchase log on right now to gvartwork.com check out all of their fantastic designs and don't forget use the sales code fix to save 10 percent on your total purchase follow gvartwork.com on facebook and remember gv art and design it's not just a shirt it's, it's a, a statement, statement. 
Portions of the Sports Fix brought to you by Quick Lane at Valley Ford Truck, home of the low price tire guarantee. Quicklane.com slash Valley Ford Truck. You're listening to the Sports Fix. Welcome back to the Sports Fix, streaming live here on thesportsfix.net. J-Rock, Jerry Myers with you, and you are locked in for 90 minutes of power, Daddy. We are going to shift gears and talk a little Cavaliers basketball, as you can hear. Not just because I want to play this song, even though I do love every opportunity I get to play some Come On Cavs. Welcome back in. By the way, come on you if you want to give us a talk. Hit us up on the phone lines, 216-539-7535 is the number to call, 216 216- Five three nine seven five three five and hey, don't forget for those of you new to the show or if you didn't realize it, that number is not only hot during the show, but it is hot twenty four hours a day. You can leave your message on the line. We'll play it on the next day's show. So feel free to call us twenty four hours a day as you listen along with the show. Two one six. Five three nine seven five three five. Hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash the sports fix or tweet with us at the sports fix CLE. Before I get to talk about the Cavaliers first preseason game, it was a victory, but much, much more important than that was the way that they played. And, and, you know, obviously, you know, preseason wins and losses, as we know, mean very little. But before we get into that, for those of you that, you know, listen to a lot of sports talk or, or even it's been all over the news and television, they've a big deal in the last, you know, 18 to 24 hours kind of going viral. This video, perhaps you've heard it, of the young man who asked Kyrie Irving, well, well, you know what? I've got the audio right here. I'll play it for you. And, you know, this should make you feel really good as a Cavaliers fan, but there's perhaps something you didn't know about it. But first, let me go ahead and play this for you, the video that's going around right now of Kyrie Irving kind of put on the spot by a Cavaliers fan. Are you going to leave us like LeBron left us? It's a a great question. Um, No, I won't leave. I'm not leaving. Very cute, right? Very cute. You know, hey, yeah, they put him on the spot. Kyrie with a nice answer. It's going all over. And and this is where I'm just very slightly going to talk a little bit about here responsibility in the media because I went and looked it up and I saw this story sourced on literally more Google pages than they let you look at. I mean, it was it's everywhere, right? It's starting to go out. And here's the thing is and I'm talking national USA today uh, ESPN different different places and they've all jumped they're all jumping on correcting it except they haven't they haven't even all corrected it yet but that video is being reported as happening yesterday as happening recently as happening now that video is several years old that actually happened 2 years ago that is not new audio at all however it just goes to show you that irresponsible especially in today's twitter every day we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No And look, every once in a while, I'll get excited about something too. But I try very hard not to be irresponsible because people don't understand the power that they have in the media. People hear something that you say. I get calls all the time from people that, hey, you know what? I, obviously, I'm not on the radio dial. You have to go find the sports fix and listen, you know, because we're, you know, a, a different breed of cat. But seriously, I know people in the car, they listen, they'll call me and be like, hey, this guy just said this or this guy said that on this radio. What are these people talking about? Sometimes I have to go, man, I can't believe people are allowed to just go out there and say whatever they want, to just go out there and just sometimes I hear things that are just blatantly made up and put out there. And I'm like, do you not have any responsibility in what you do? And I'm not trying to be preachy. And I'm not trying to be holier than thou, but come on, because there are a lot of people that sit there and hang on everything that they hear and believe it as gospel because they figure that we get the access, we've got the the, the job, we've got the opportunity, whatever it is. So, and and when you're responsible, then that is true. Yeah, maybe you do have more insight and access, and that's why you're you're careful. But Everybody gets lumped under one brush and you've got bad apples out there left and right. And I was just amazed at how many people were reporting that as happening now. As like Kyrie yesterday was out there doing this when that was several years old. And I know that's now today's story, but that's such lazy journalism because it took takes you all of what 37 seconds to go find out exactly when that video came from. So anyways, it is getting down to the stretch. And even then, it's not even time to start talking about that because Kyrie is still way under team control. And I still think that his first rookie extension, his his first contract extension coming up here, I think that he takes it. I, I don't think, I think much like LeBron, you're going to have to look longer down the road for him to leave, especially because, you know, it does appear that the Cavaliers are going to be on the upswing. But regardless, that's a question that people shouldn't even be looking at. Right now, Kyrie needs to focus on the same thing that the rest of the Cavaliers are, and that is the adjustments happening under Mike Brown. We talked about it. I see you guys in the chat room too. We've all talked about how it uh, about how oh and there's a good point Vashon before I jump into that if you watch the video and I've got the video here but you guys obviously can't hear that there's actually you can date the video in it which is why people are now only playing the audio of it which is funny it just goes to show you there you know the the tricks that people will play here to make it seem like they scooped somebody man I'm just I'm all about transparency and media if I don't know something I'll tell you hey this is my thoughts. This is my opinions. This is what I know. I won't sit there and tell you something as fact that I don't know to be fact. But anyway, so getting back to what I was talking about, we talked about Mike Brown and, and how he was going to make an instant difference, and we've seen that. Forget winning the game, which they did do the other night, but you could see it all over the place, a difference in the way these guys are playing defense. And, you know, a lot of focus brought on Kyrie Irving, and I think rightfully so because Mike Brown is absolutely right. You have to get your superstar or your, or your your whoever's perceived as your superstar. You have to get them to buy in. You have to get them on the page because that's the one player that the players around you can't argue. It's like if they see if they see the top guy getting special treatment, then they're going to grumble. But if they see the top guy running laps, if they see him grinding, if they see him playing the defense, if they see him doing those things that he needs to do and that Mike Brown needs him to do, 
it makes it impossible for guys lower in the pecking order to not do it because Mike Brown can always point out and say, well, you know, Kyrie does it. You know, if he does it, what makes you not do it? If this guy does it and that guy does it, Andy does it, Jared Jack's doing it, the veteran. So when you get everybody to buy in, it really does help and it makes a big difference. But you could see it. But that play where he made multiple attempts after the ball and Coach Brown even said that he played that for the team at at halftime to show them that that second and third effort that's what, look at Tristan Thompson the effort that he was already bringing but Tristan's talked about how now guys have more clearly defined not just clearly defined roles because that does go a long way but more clearly defined transitions and they know more exactly what their roles are on defense so it not only makes it easier for them to work together as a defense but it also makes it easier now Coach Scott's, I guess his defense, whatever you want to call it, whatever his his version of defense was, but it made it hard to tell whose responsibilities were broken down and who was who was the leaky leaky faucet there in the defense. Whereas now it's much more easier to tell who breaks down, to tell where the breakdowns are, which is going to make it easier to fix it too. So, but you could just see all around. And offensively, I'll be the first one to tell you they played a little smoother than I thought they were only because of the simple fact that we've heard Mike Brown say that they're barely practicing offense right now because defense is the is the entire focus of what they're doing. And and rightfully so, what you knew, that's Mike Brown's thing. I mean, look, Dan Gilbert, there's a reason that he brought Mike Brown back. And it's not just because he thought Mike Brown was the right guy. I mean, obviously that's the final call, but it, the, the pendulum had to swing back the other way. He was... Dan Gilbert was raised on that Mike Brown defense when he first got the team, and then he got this Byron Scott defense, and all of a sudden he's like, wait a minute, these guys don't play defense. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back to the devil I know more than the devil I don't, and he wants that defense back, but that's going to go a long way. I'm telling you, I can't wait to see defensively what Tristan Thompson can evolve into because I, he was already developing you guys. I've given him credit for years that, Tristan Thompson has developed each year. You could arguably call him more improved each year. And and this year, again, I think you're going to see the same thing with him switching hands, which is unprecedented there. That's going to be so far so good, by the way, looking at the results. But, man, I want to see that. And and you mix in, you've got Jared Jack coming in here, working his way into the flow. You could tell the other day he was, you know, kind of worried about distributing and getting out. You could see a lot. Tyler Zeller, you could see how he's – Improving not just offen- defensively, but offensively in the pick and roll, the pick and roll defense, too. A lot of things you can see on this Cavaliers team that give you excitement about how this, not not the future, not just next year and in, in the next few years, but this year is going to is going to pan out and and if the if the Cavaliers are to make the playoffs which I've said I think they will and I think a lot of us think is the expectation interior and exterior for the Cavaliers that's where it's all going to begin and end now you know looking at some of my other notes here I wanted to talk you know a lot of people talking about Bennett number one draft pick and he comes in out of shape which when we when we talked about the game at the beginning of the week you knew that that was going to happen I mean he wasn't able to work out and I'm not sitting here making excuses but the shoulder surgery and all of that that's fine what I like is what we saw even though he was toast he was absolutely he was absolutely garbage I, I, and I mean cardiovascularly is what I'm talking about he was just he was huffing and puffing and done four minutes in but give him credit he played. He kept playing. He had a very, very rough offensive game, but he did get 10 boards. He did get out there and hustle. And what I what I like is I think that you can look at him 
And I think Adam in the chat room, I believe it was him I saw a few minutes ago, called him a diamond in the rough. But I think that you really could say that because I think you could see that if you get the guy in shape and if you tone him and hone him, you really you really could have something there. You know, whether you want to say he was the he should have been the number one pick in the draft, that's going to play itself out over the next few years and, and make itself clear as day. But, you know, just like Deion Waiters, we talked about his improvement once you get into shape. And I think that's something that these guys all learn coming in is that you don't you don't use camp to get into shape. You got to come in in shape so you can use camp to get better cuz that's what the good ones do. I say that all the time because I believe it and it's true, but you know, you can see what's happening there with him and and I think I think Mike Brown's not going to settle for anything less than him getting himself into shape, but I like to see I like to see I like what we've seen already, the potential that's there with him all around. You can see a lot of things, still a whole lot more. I mean, we're very early on in the preseason, but you can already tell that this team's gonna rebound, this team's gonna defend, and I think that this team is is perhaps gonna be more fluid and polished offensively too, which if that's the case, to me, that's a bonus this early in the transition to Mike Bonus or to Mike Brown. Bonus, Mike Bonus. <laughs> Call him Mike Bonus if he can get him to the playoffs because he deserves one, and I think he will. We're going to talk more about the Cavaliers here as we get closer. I've got to get to the break because we need to switch gears. It's Thursday. It's twelve thirty-five. That means BJ Riddell's coming on here in just a few minutes. We're going to get you set for your fantasy football. But looking at the Cavs again tomorrow, and we'll talk a little more tomorrow about Orlando. They go on the road. You got the first road preseason game tomorrow. We'll see. We'll talk, update the injuries as well. We'll see if G's going, how far Zeller's improving with his as well, because that was a scary moment the other day when you had him. Last thing you wanted to see is a couple of big guys down, like you saw when he had Tyler Zeller and Anderson Verjao. Anderson Verjao, too. Hey, 20 minutes. He had 10 rebounds. He looked good the other day. So a lot to make you think and uh, is, is definitely not misplaced hope for the Cavaliers this year. Charles in the chat room asked if the Cavs are going to be worth watching this year. I think the Cavs are going to not only be worth watching this year, but I think the Cavaliers are going to be a lot of fun to watch. And I'm like I said, I think the Cavaliers have a date with the playoffs this year. I think that they're definitely, especially with Andrew Bynum, if he can come back in relatively decent shape and relatively close to the Andrew Bynum he was before, you're talking about probably the fifth or sixth best team in the Eastern Conference. And I wouldn't be surprised if they, and I'm telling you, I've been calling it just because my conspiracy theory side thinks that every sport is fixed and every league is rigged. And if the Cavs play the Heat in the first round of the playoffs this year, just remember you heard it here first and it really is all, all a gimmick and the leagues control it all. But I, I, all joking aside, I do think the Cavaliers have a date with the playoffs, but it's going to take a lot of work between now and and that time of the year. We'll talk about the Cavs tomorrow when we look at the Orlando Magic game. I'm going to take a break. When we come back, we'll get you some news. And then BJ Riddell will be here. Bruce says they win 40 games. I think they play 500, maybe a hair better. We'll see. That's going to take some improvement from last year. But it, they're all improving. What did I tell you guys earlier this year? I said the Indians, the Browns, the Cavs. I think they're all on the upswing. And hopefully we're getting ready to see that with the Cavs too. We're going to take a break. When we come back, B.J. Riddell, fantasy football for winners still to come. Dan Wismar of the Cleveland Fan. We talk OSU Buckeyes and so much more. You're listening to the Sports Mix. Don't you dare go anywhere, Daddy. We'll be right back. Mike Brown making them boys sweat.
here at the Sports Fix want to make all of your dreams come true. What about my dream? Edith, I told you I can't build your candy house. It will fall down. The sun will melt the candy. It won't work. It will if it never rains. Oh, maybe not all of them. Get your fix on the Sports Fix. Hey guys, as we hit the break, just want to mention the Sports Fix, of course, proud to be partners with Harry Buffalo in North Olmstead, home of each and every Browns game day Sunday, the Sports Fix, broadcasting pre-game, post-game, and halftime shows live in the house. We're giving away prizes, doing some trivia contests, having a great time each and every Browns game. Whether they win or lose on the field, everybody's a winner because we have a party each and every Browns game at the Harry Buffalo North Olmstead. Don't forget as well, they've got Coors Light College game day Saturdays. Get all your Buckeye action their great drink specials on Sundays. Those hair of the dog pictures are only $10, and that right there turns a bad day and a frown upside down. All of that, Monday night football, your favorite Browns players watching the game with you, and so much more. The Harry Buffalo North Olmstead, just outside Great Northern Mall. We'll see you there for each and every Browns game. Don't forget, Harry Buffalo, proud sponsor of the Sports Fix. Join the herd. This is head coach Gary Waters at Cleveland State, and you're listening to the Sports Fix. Business owners and professionals, do you want to take your business, your product, your team, your event to the next level? You want to advertise right here with the Sports Fix. Our listeners are among the most loyal listeners, terrestrial or internet. The Sports Fix universe is not only the radio show, but tens of thousands of fans on Facebook and Twitter. Email me, Jerry Myers, the Sports Fix at AOL.com. That's the Sports Fix at AOL.com. And let me help you swing for the fences and hit it out of the park right here on the Sports Fix. Sports Fix listeners, do you tweet? So do we. So tweet with us 24-7 at the Sports Fix CLE. I'm here again with Bill Opelich from Quick Lane at Valley Ford. Bill, what's new in the Quick Lane? Battery rebate. Summer is just as hard on your battery as the winter. Quick Lane and Valley Ford will test your battery at no charge. And if you need a battery, we have a $25 mail-in rebate on the purchase of a tested tough motorcraft battery starting at $79.95. Wow, that's a great deal, Bill. Tell me more. Our brake rebate is still on until June 30th. $25 per axle with the purchase and installation of motorcraft brake pads, as well as offering a $50 rebate when you purchase $250 or more and charge your Ford genuine credit card. Some exclusions apply. As always, we have a low price guarantee on all our tires. If you find the same price within 30 days, we will refund the difference. Stop in. Let us check your battery and top off your washer fluid. Where do I have to go to get those great deals? Come to Quick Lane at Valley Ford on Canal Road between Rockside and Granger in Valley View, just 10 minutes from downtown Cleveland. We're open at 7 every day. Open late Monday through Thursday till 9, Friday till 6, and Saturday till 2. Go to quicklane.com slash Truck. Portions of the Sports Fix brought to you by GV Art and Design. It's not just a shirt, it's a statement. GVArtwork.com Good morning, I'm Bob Picozzi. They could have posted a sign in the Cardinals' bullpen which said, Close for the night. No pitcher in the National League won more games this season than Adam Wainwright. And in St. Louis with the season on the line, he allowed one run and went the distance. Manager Mike Matheny's Cardinals beat Pittsburgh 6-1 in the fifth and final game of their division series. In my mind, if you pitch the game you should, you should be your own closer. And uh, going out today, um, there was no way. There was no way I was even looking back at Mike at the end of that game. I, I wanted that game. 
and uh, I'm so thankful he trusted me there at the end. The Cardinals will host the Dodgers in game one of the National League Championship Series tomorrow night. Detroit tries tonight to advance to the American League Championship Series for the third consecutive year. The Tigers visit Oakland game five of their division series, 730 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Justin Verlander versus Sonny Gray. ESPN's Adam Schefter reporting the specialist Robert Wilson will examine the neck of Giants running back David Wilson on Monday in Los Angeles. He's expected to be sidelined for several games, including this evening's NFL Thursday night game in Chicago. All-American defensive end Jadavian Clowney practiced yesterday with South Carolina, but his status still questionable for Saturday's game with Arkansas. Dr. Pepper is changing lives with a -a one-of-a-kind opportunity. The Dr. Pepper Tuition Giveaway. Tell us your story for a chance to compete to win up to $100,000 in tuition. No purchase necessary. Head to drpeppertuition.com by 12-13-13. Dr. Pepper, always one-of-a-kind. Now, back to the Sports Fix. This is how we do it. Welcome back to the Sports Fix, streaming live here on the sportsfix.net each and every weekday at noon or around the world on digital delay 24-7. iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spreaker, no matter where you're listening, thank you so much for joining us. Man, already flying halfway through the show here. In just a minute, I'm going to the phone lines. We're going to do fantasy football for winners with B.J. Riddell. But going back to what we were talking about before the break, uh, Vashon in the chat room just reminded me, the other guy I really wanted to talk about was Kenny Kaji. I mean, you guys are seeing what he's what he's doing out here. He's a guy that I think he's going to beat out Jop. I think he's going to beat out Deladova. I think he's going to end up getting that 15th spot on the roster. He's a lot like Carrick Felix. He's that long, athletic guy, that versatile guy that can do many different things. He's coming out of nowhere, but thus far, Kenny K is out there doing his thing early on. I think he's impressing Mike Brown. I think he's impressing the players on the team. I I think, and we've seen the Cavaliers every year, one of their calling cards, which is weird because Mike Brown, or excuse me, Dan Gilbert's not afraid to spend money, but one of their calling cards is what a good a good team to me should do that's not afraid to spend money is still do money ball as well. And as far as that, I mean, the Cavs have been kind of on the progressive end of hitting the D-League players, getting those guys. They've had a guy or two every year that they've found and given an opportunity. Now, of course, a lot of that is because they were looking for draft picks. I get that. But with that comes opportunity. As BJ says, he'll tell you here in a minute, with injury comes opportunity. With bad teams comes opportunity too. Cavs gave a lot of those guys opportunities, and we've seen them come up through the D-League and get a shot each. I mean, that's where Alonzo G was a D-League guy. You know, these guys get opportunity. And I, I just say, and I think that I think that Kaji could be that guy this year. And Carrick Felix, too. I talked to him on media day, and I am really excited to see what he could morph into. And I think Mike Brown is, too. All right. You're listening to the Sports Fix. J-Rock with you. We're shifting gears. We'll talk more Cavs basketball. Don't worry about that. That season has only just begun. Right now, we're in the middle of it, heading into week six here. NFL week six fantasy football time and that can only mean one thing why talk fantasy football when you can talk fantasy football for winners daddy my guest every thursday the author of a book with that same name fantasy football for winners bj riddell he's with us every thursday bj how are you doing this afternoon good j-rock how's your team going how i'm i'll tell you what i'm sitting uh right now we've got a four team playoff i would make the playoffs if i did i'm four and one or am i four and one or five four and one yeah and uh, nice, nice. looking good so far. There's three undefeated teams, though, still in our league. And wow. I'll tell you what, one of them 
is my 14-year-old son, Jerry. Jerry, I put Jerry in not as a ringer. I almost put him in just so I can – how many people I can go, hey, you lost to the kid. And, you know, every year we have a list, and we put Jerry, and then we put everybody above or behind him so that we can go, ha-ha, you lost to the to the youngest guy, you know. But, man, he's ended up with this super-powered team. He's, he's leaving 100 points on the bench every game. I mean, somehow my son wow. has just ended up with the right team. And uh, But there's still three undefeated teams. How about your leagues? Is that uh, how, how, how are things going for you? I'm 4-1 and one as well. Uh, we have one undefeated guy, and uh, which means, uh, I guess, in your league, there's probably a lot of bad teams. If, uh, yes. There's three undefeated and a 4-1. and one. So we have a little more parity in our league. But, uh, you know, I'm 4-1. and one. I feel pretty good. And I'm going up against Calvin Johnson, which I'm a little nervous about because if he plays, I have a feeling he's going to rebound. You know, at some point he's going to get his TDs and his yards. So that's I'll always tell a you concern. What, but I, I, I want to do – I wanted to talk to you about that because that's I know a story of the week here. But you know, as I look at the league, yeah, we have a lot of a uh, lot of parity. Is a lot of one and three, one three and one, a couple of one three and one teams. There must have been a tie last week. Mm. A couple of one and four, four one and four teams. So you got a lot of guys bunched up at the top and a lot of guys bunched up down there at the bottom, though. But pretty excited too because this year I've got an awesome prize just on the side for those of you listening that play in our fantasy football league we've got a, a championship belt made up from pro-am belts as a matter of fact i should be getting that in the next week or two it's really nice heavy duty title belt i'm talking pro wrestling style and uh gonna be a nice little prize to go to the winner of the league so i should have competed that's i need a belt I'm telling you, I, I, I asked you last year. You're like, man, I got a lot going on. And plus, I can't lie, man. I, I figured, it, you know, that's like putting a ringer in the league, man. And I needed to give myself an opportunity, too. So, you know, I mean, I've had a bad last. <laughs> the last two seasons have stunk for me in fantasy football. And so this is my rebound year. I, I brought you on all preseason, not for the listeners, for me. So you can help me build my draft. Nice. All right. But I'm seriously, you brought help. up. <laughs> I'm glad you can help too, and hopefully everybody listening is getting some help from it too. Let's talk right where you started. Calvin Johnson already heard from Schwartz and the Lions this week that he's not going to practice at all. But I mean, he's one of those players that has not practiced all week and can still play. He's going to be a difference maker. It brings me back to what you say all the time: injury brings opportunity. You've got Julio Jones, another big wide receiver that goes down, which means some other yep. wide receivers are going to step up. That's right, Harry Douglas. A uh, guy who coming into this season had never gotten more than 500 yards in a re- receiving in a year, despite playing in 63 out of 64 games over four seasons. So he's a guy who instantly, with Roddy White hobbled, with Stephen Jackson out, and as you said, Jones out for the year, someone's going to have to step up. I'm not saying Douglas is a great talent. He's good at being the number four or number five option on a high-powered offensive team. Uh, I think, though, it's it, it, goes without saying that he's going to increase his numbers. The question is how dramatically and whether Matt Ryan continues to throw the ball around or does Douglas become a go-to guy getting 60 to 80 yards and the occasional touchdown. You're listening to the Sports Fix. We're talking to B.J. Riddell, Fantasy Football for Winners. I've got comments coming in here. I was looking to see if, if there was a question here for you. Um, looking around, like you said, and, and I've got I've got Roddy White. I'm one of those guys that's had him all season going, okay, this is going to be the week where he gets going, and he just hasn't gotten himself going yet. You know. Um, yeah, yeah. I, 
I'll tell you what, though, man. You know these these game time decisions, though, man. They can be make or break. Before we, you know, get back into talking specific players like Cecil Shorts last week, I wasn't sure if he was going to play or not, and I, I went on the hunch that he was, and he went up and had another big one. And he's right. another one we talked about in the preseason, and he's really stepped up big. In most leagues, he's in the top fifteen at his position. That's right, and I always like playing in leagues where if you can, if, if your listeners out there, if you're a commissioner. Hopefully not. It's a, it's a terrible position. But if you can help dictate the rules, try to make sure that you can do pickups and drops right before the kickoff. Some some leagues have certain rules where, like, 15 minutes before the kickoff, it freezes. And for those game time calls, like you said, that's really tough. So you got to hope that you play in a league where, you know, at, at uh, you know, 10 minutes before kickoff, you can still make that last-minute call, that last-minute pickup, Get a guy like Terrence Williams, or last week I said on another show, people need to focus on uh, Jeremy Curley, you know, with uh, San, uh, Antonio Holmes out and Stephen Hill hurting with a concussion. Curley becomes kind of the go-to guy, and sure enough, he gets about 68 yards at TD. It's those kind of things where once you know how the landscape's going to look, you can plug the right player in. And I'll tell you what, you know, I drafted him myself. I'm sure a lot of people did too. And I've had him on my bench the last few weeks. Somebody else I wanted to talk to you about. Last week, I failed not to listen to BJ Riddell about Eddie Royal. I should have dumped him when I could have. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I left Alshon Jeffrey on my bench. Now, luckily, I won, but I left him on the bench for Eddie Royal last week. That mistake won't happen again, but I've watched Alshon Jeffrey rack up more points three, four consecutive weeks in a row here. He's seriously becoming a part of that offense. Yeah, he's a great get for you. I mean, you got Matt Forte, you got Brandon Marshall. Obviously, you got a, some great weapons on that team. Brandon Marshall is usually a top five receiver. Jeffrey's making a run to be, you know, top 20, top 30 guy. He's not going to do what he did last week uh, more than maybe one more time. It's hard to imagine defense. 47 points uh, in my league, man. Whew. Yeah, I mean, that that can make or break a team in a given week when you get that kind of scoring from a receiver. So I think he's pretty much had the best season of any receiver this season. Um, those kind of numbers don't come along very often. I would say that if Jeffrey settles into, you know, get 60 to 80 yards and it's two TDs every three games, you know, giving you a solid 12 to 15 points a week, I think you got to be very happy with that. People should not, though, think, you know, look at Jared Cook week one. I traded him in one of my two leagues right after he went off for 170 yards and whatever, one or two TDs. Yeah. Because realistically, guys like that can't keep doing that. Unless your name is Jimmy Graham or Rob Gronkowski, if you're healthy and you're a tight end, 
you're not going to be putting up those numbers. So people need to figure out at what point does the value of a player go down far enough that other people think they're still more valuable than they really are. That's the time to get rid of them. I'm not saying Jeffrey's there, by the way, but I think people need to you know, be cautious about the fact that here's a guy who blew the lights out. They should temper expectations at 12 to 15 fantasy points would be great for him week to week. Yeah, don't sit there and expect him to drop a half a hundred every single week, though, man. But I'll tell you what, for these big weeks that he's had the last few weeks, I haven't played him once yet. I mean, to me, that's what I love uh, about you know having a well-balanced team is that you have. I haven't needed to, to play him, though. I mean, it hasn't bit me yet. I'll tell you what, I got a question for you, though. At the flex position, yeah. I've got the choice between Danny Woodhead or I can go with uh, – um, excuse me, I, I lost – I completely lost what I was – that's working on here. I, I can go with Danny Woodhead or Antonio Brown. <laughs> Antonio Brown against the Jets or Woodhead against the Colts? I'd go Antonio Brown. Yeah, as you know on your show, and, and you know, I know you don't have the transcripts in front of you, but you know, I predicted Antonio Brown would be a, a top 10 oh, yeah. receiver on my blog. I said top 7. Um, I'm, I'm a big believer in Antonio Brown. He's got a tough matchup. And I know Ryan Matthews got hurt last week, and there's some questions over whether Woodhead's going to take more responsibility in San Diego. I just, I'm not a huge fan of Danny Woodhead. I think Woodhead, when he had that huge game a couple weeks ago, I wrote in The Whistle, uh, which is a, a blog for uh, sports, um, that, uh, you know, that Woodhead, that would be his best game of the season. I think Woodhead is a guy who is a good plug and play guy. But if you've got a top 10 receiver, regardless of the matchup, you've got to go with Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown has proven that he can put up huge numbers, and he is a focal point of that offense. Woodhead is not a focal point of his offense, and that's the big difference for me going into this week. All right. Looking at some of these changes, looking at some of these injuries and, and opportunities that are out here, let's focus here in on Cleveland because how a week changes everything. You and I, last time we talked, you're heading into Thursday night football, and we talked about, well, has Brian Hoyer now become a legitimate fantasy quarterback and how quickly that changes now as he's out for the season, Brandon Whedon back in there. What are your thoughts now yeah. compared to a few weeks back on Brandon Whedon as any kind of a, a option at quarterback? I mean, and, and I'll go on record as saying I was wrong, obviously, about Hoyer, but I don't mind being wrong about an injury. I know, you know, right. who would have thought that, that he would get hurt that early in the game and put up only, you know, one or two fantasy points. I actually picked him up and started him in one of my leagues. I won the game of the week anyway, but, man, that was disappointing to see that happen, see Whedon come in. So, you know, when you're wrong on injuries, you're wrong on injuries, you just move on. Uh, I still think Hoyer would have been a better play going forward than Whedon. I think Hoyer had more capability at that position, given the weapons he had to exploit guys like Cameron, guys like Gordon, even Devon Bess. Um, you know, Whedon is a decent option simply because he has a top 20 receiver and a top five tight end playing for him. But uh, people need to be realistic. Whedon is a guy who, you know, falls maybe just below Ryan Tannehill. Um, in the rankings. That is, if Ryan Tannehill is a good bi-week replacement and he's taken, then you go with a guy like Whedon. But I would still go with guys, even Geno Smith in a good matchup, is probably better than Whedon most weeks. I don't mean to be knocking Whedon. I think that he has the ability to be a two-touchdown kind of guy week in and week out, but he hasn't shown that ability much 
And uh, the fact is he was replaced uh, not just because he got hurt, but because the team felt that Hoyer would give them a better chance to win. And I think now you know, there's a lot of weight on Whedon's shoulder. He's got to come out this week and prove uh, that he meant to be, that he should have been the starter all along and not that the injury to Hoyer really dampens Cleveland fans' hopes even more. And on a fantasy level, does this change your outlook at all when it comes to either Cameron or Gordon by having Whedon back in there? I mean, obviously, I think we've seen that he's still going to target those guys, at least at least yeah. Josh Gordon specifically. But do you do you see that affecting them negatively for owners of Josh Gordon or Jordan Cameron? I think I don't think too much. I think people need to consider the fact that Cameron and Gordon are going to get their yards, principally because a guy like Whedon is going to target them so much because he knows that a lot of his success and the team success is going to hinge largely on whether those two guys produce. Uh, but you look at what he's done this season in terms of games. His best game was, you know, probably against Baltimore, where he threw for 227 yards and. Uh, you know, didn't have anything else to show for it. No touchdowns, no interceptions. So, you know, obviously Gordon wasn't playing then, but you just got to look at uh, what is he capable of, what's his what's his cap, what is his ceiling. And I think his ceiling is about 250 yards and two TDs. That's a pretty low ceiling for an NFL quarterback. And so I caution people to play the matchups. The next three weeks, Detroit, at Green Bay, at Kansas City, then home against Baltimore, then a bye week, then at Cincinnati. You're looking at some elite defenses that he's going up against. It's not until week 13, home against Jacksonville, that he's got a good chance to produce. But then you look in the fantasy playoffs, weeks 14 and on, he's at New England, home against the Bears, at the Jets, at Pittsburgh. Those are really tough matchups. So people need to think about not just Whedon, but also Gordon and Cameron. Are they going to be guys who are going to produce at a high, high level playing at New England or home against the Bears when it really, when your season is on the line in the playoffs? B.J. Riddell, he's the author of Fantasy Football for Winners. He's with us every Thursday here. We're looking around the league. I'll tell you what, <laughs> I think I might win my game alone this week. How many points do you think the Broncos' defense scores against Jacksonville here this week? An opportunity for at least one week for that defense to look good. I'll tell you what. Absolutely right. Uh, you know, the, you can't dismiss uh, Justin Blackman or Cecil Short. Those two guys are obviously fantastic. But Jacksonville's going through something very similar uh, to uh, Cleveland. They've got a quarterback situation in uh, Gabbert and then Chad Henney replacing him, where uh, these guys are good, not great. And good is good enough for elite receivers, but it's not great enough to post huge numbers, and I agree with you. you got an 0-5 team against a 5-0 team. The only question is, if Denver goes up, you know, 35 to nothing by the third quarter, does the defense start to ease up a little bit? You know, you're not as aggressive. You don't want to get hurt. Maybe some secondary guys come in, some special teams guys come in to fill the role of the cornerback or, you know, defensive tackle, and suddenly you've got some holes in the defense, and Jacksonville scores cheesy points down the stretch. So that's the only caution. You can't, you can't predict that kind of thing. But with a game that's so apparently lopsided as this, you always got to expect at a certain point when a team is up high enough, it's going to be hard to shut out the team. They're playing the whole game. At a certain point, there could be a let-up. And I, I, I think there's a better chance than not, 
given that Jacksonville has a healthy black and, and uh, you know, a very terrific short lead in the league and targets, that those guys are going to produce at some level in this game. All right. Any surprises this week? Anybody you uh, looking at as sleepers that somebody, if they have a chance to play them, that maybe somebody's not looking at, you would throw out there this week? Absolutely. Mike Glennon, uh, quarterback, didn't oh, have yeah. his best game during his first week, but he's playing home against Philadelphia. The Eagles have given up the third most points in the NFL. Glennon, very similar situation to Jacksonville, very similar to Cleveland. Two great offensive weapons and a great running back in Doug Martin. So, you know, Mike Williams, uh, Vincent Jackson, Doug Martin, they should put up points against Philly. I think Glennon is a great bi-week replacement this week. Garrett Graham, tight end, out in Houston. Owen Daniels goes down until week 14. Graham's had three touchdowns in five games this season as a, as a backup, you know, or a side-by-side tight end. Now that he's going to be getting the majority of those targets, you can see his stock go up. Terrence Williams is a guy people need to keep their eye on. Miles Austin will probably play, but Terrence Williams is arguably a better play for Dallas. I think Terrence Williams, people need to look at how many snaps he's playing per game this week. And if he's playing more than Austin, considerably more, Williams becomes a potential every week starter. I think people need to stay away from any Oakland running back this week. Just a really tough matchup and a really messy situation in Oakland. Uh, The Chiefs are just an extraordinarily good defense this year, better than most people expected. Geno Smith last week, he goes nuts, three touchdowns, no turnovers. He hadn't uh, had a turnover-free game yet. He hadn't thrown for three touchdowns yet. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. It's not going to happen this week. Good stuff, man, good stuff. Any surprise sits? Anybody out there that, you know, some people would go, man, I'd never sit this guy, that you would go, man, I caution you not to play him this week? Uh, the Bills running back, you know, I, I was high on C.J. Spiller to start the season. Yeah. Injuries, just nagging injuries. And uh, that's not an excuse. That's the reality. But I accept responsibility for the fact that I predicted C.J. Spiller would dominate this year. He averaged over five yards a carry each of the last two seasons. He's been abysmal this year. And he's been splitting carries with Fred Jackson in large part because Spiller has not been the same Spiller because of those injuries. But I wouldn't start anyone in Buffalo that's kind of backup quarterback, uh, inexperienced quarterback at the helm. They're playing against Cincinnati's terrific defense that held the Patriots. Tom Brady without a touchdown pass for the first time in over 50 games. I would be very surprised if any Buffalo running back got a touchdown this week. And certainly, you can't even predict whether it's Choice, Jackson, or Spiller. Who's going to get it this week? I would caution people not to even bother over there. And you know, in Green Bay, Eddie Lacy, I wish I'd gotten him in, his, in, in my league when somebody dropped him. I uh, wasn't uh, able to do that because I was too uh, low on the waiver wire selection. But uh, he's got a pretty tough matchup against Baltimore in Baltimore. And I wouldn't be surprised if Lacey has a little bit of a letdown game this week. There you have it. Fantasy Football for Winners, Week 6 edition, every Thursday. B.J. Riddell's right here on the Sports Fix with us. B.J., great catching up with you again this week and looking forward to another week of both real and fantasy football action. Sounds great. Take care, J-Rock. Good luck this week. You got it. We'll catch up with you next week. He's B.J. Riddell, the author of Fantasy Football for Winners. I'm J-Rock. We're taking the break. This is the Sports Fix coming back strong. Dan Wismar from the Cleveland Fan with us as we look during the bye week here at the first portion of the Ohio State Buckeyes season and get you ready for the second half. We'll talk some Buckeyes football and who knows what else. It's always a good time when Dan Wismar from the Cleveland Fan joins us. That's coming up next right here on the Sports Fix. We gotta have that we want the 
The sports fix. Who's this? The Sultan of Swat. Who? King of Crap. Who? We may not always know where we're going, but we do hit all the bases. Make sure your home plate for sports talk is the Sports Fix. Hey guys, as we hit the break, just want to mention the Sports Fix, of course. Proud to be partners with Harry Buffalo in North Olmstead, home of each and every Browns game day Sunday. The Sports Fix, broadcasting pre-game, post-game, and halftime shows live in the house. We're giving away prizes, doing some trivia contests, having a great time each and every Browns game. Whether they win or lose on the field, everybody's a winner because we have a party each and every Browns game at the Harry Buffalo North Olmstead. Don't forget as well, they've got Coors Light College Game Day Saturdays. Get all your Buckeye action there. Great drink specials on Sundays. Those hair of the dog pictures are only $10, and that right there turns a bad day and a frown upside down. All of that, Monday Night Football, your favorite Browns players watching the game with you, and so much more. The Harry Buffalo North Olmstead just outside Great Northern Mall. We'll see you there for each and every Browns game. Don't forget, Harry Buffalo, proud sponsor of the Sports Fix. Join the herd. It's the Sports Fix. We'll be right back. Whether it's an oil change or a new set of tires, Quick Lane at Valley Ford Truck has you covered for your car care needs. They're your neighborhood quick service experts. They also offer a low price tire guarantee. Choose from 13 brands, and if you find the same tires at a lower price within 30 days, Quick Lane at Valley Ford will refund the difference. 5715 Canal Road, right under the 480 Bridge in Valley View. Come see why life is better in the Quick Lane. Quicklane.com slash Valley Ford Truck. Sports Fix listeners, don't wait all day or all week to get in on the fun. The party doesn't stop when we go off the air all week long. The Sports Fix social media sites are your one-stop shop for all things Cleveland sports. Jump over to Facebook.com slash The Sports Fix. Facebook.com slash The Sports Fix and become a fan today because we love fans and they create some of the best sports talk in town, Daddy. You'll enjoy talking to your fellow Cleveland sports fans on The Sports Fix fan page. And if Twitter's your thing, well, you know how we do it. Tweet with us at the Sports Fix CLE. It's that simple. Twitter.com slash the Sports Fix CLE, baby. Chat live with the crew during all your favorite Cleveland sports events, tickets and contests and trivia and so much more. Get with us today, the Sports Fix on social media. Facebook.com slash the Sports Fix. Tweet with us at the Sports Fix CLE. Join, Join the, the Sports, sports fix, fix on Facebook and Twitter today. You realize that 49 million Americans struggle with hunger? That's one out of every six Americans. These people are around us every day. They're our friends, they're our coworkers, their kids go to school with our kids. Sometimes we're not even aware that they're struggling. This problem is closer than you think. So is the solution. Play a role in ending hunger. Visit feedingamerica.org and find your local food bank. Portions of the Sports Fix brought to you by Signs and Ship, the official printing source of the Sports Fix. Quality printing at affordable prices. Find out more at signsandship.com. Hey, Cleveland, this is Tristan Thompson of the Cleveland Cavaliers, and you're listening to Sports Fix. Welcome 
Welcome back to the Sports Fix, streaming live here on the sportsfix.net. J-Rock, Jerry Myers with you. They call me the Big Daddy on the microphone. You can call me glad to hang out with you every weekday at noon right here on the sportsfix.net. Welcome back in wherever, however you're listening to the show. Getting ready to go back to the phone line. Shift gears here after the top of the hour. He's usually with us on Wednesdays, but we've rearranged all kinds of stuff this week. So joining us here today, Dan Wismar of the Cleveland Fan. I'm getting ready to go to him now as we usually talk about the upcoming Buckeyes opponent here at the midway point of the week. However, they have no upcoming opponent this week. They've gotten through the first portion of their schedule as they now reach the bye week just in the opportunity to kind of catch their breath and get themselves ready to head through the trudge through, however you want to look at it, the meandering part of the Big Ten schedule here before you ramp up for Michigan at the end of the season. A lot of things, though, have already happened thus far in the early part of the year. Welcome back to the Sports Fix. Going to the phone line right now, my man, Dan Wismar from the Cleveland Fan. Dan, how you doing this afternoon? Doing great, J-Rock. Good to be back with you. Thanks for hey, uh, accommodating me here this week and switching the days up. Oh, hey, no problem, man. No problem at all. It's a, it's a, it's an off week for everybody this week. The Buckeyes are resting up. We're doing our thing. It's all good. And, you know, looking back, they've got the bye week here. So just like the Buckeyes, it gives us a chance to take stock of what's happened. I mean, we, quite a few storylines in the first part of the season. I mean, you ended up with an inadvertent quarterback controversy there for a minute. And, you know, Jordan Hall stepped up, then went away. And then Carlos Hyde said, this is my job. And we've seen a lot of stories here through the first part of the Buckeyes season. Yeah, it's it's true. There, uh, there's a few surprising things. I think if, uh, if I'd have told you at the start of the season that after six games Braxton Miller would have zero rushing touchdowns, you probably would have told me I was crazy. But yeah, uh, some of those things are owing to suspensions and injuries, like you like you said, to Miller and to Carlos Hyde. And uh, but six and zero is the important number, of course. And and uh, I, I did check some rankings and some. Uh, Big Ten rankings and some national rankings for the Buckeyes after six and zero, and some of that stuff is uh, is interesting. I, defensively, uh, they make better than you thought. Uh, rushing defense for seventh in the nation. Uh, uh, passing defense a little bit different matter. They're way down at eighty fifth, and all the way. By the way, all those national ranking numbers are based on uh, one hundred twenty six FBS schools. So. I talk about something ranking 85th. You're in the you're in the bottom third or whatever of those numbers. Uh, rushing offense for 12th nationally, scoring yep. offense 7th nationally, averaging 46.8 points a game. So, I think you have to be happy with giving up 19 a game and scoring 46. If you look at just the uh, the scoring uh, offense and scoring defense numbers, uh, uh, obviously you've had some second-rate opponents there, but we're getting into the meat of the schedule now, and uh, and those numbers start to mean more and more as you go forward. Yeah, you pointed out the two that I was going to go to right there with the defensive and offensive scoring numbers. I mean, in the top 25 in the nation, there are points against, as you said, some, you know, question mark, obviously, some of the teams you played. But that none of that matters now. The last few have been good, stiff challenges as you started the Big Ten schedule, a couple of games there against ranked teams. And so that was also good heading into the break because they had a couple of those. And now a chance for Urban and, and the rest of the coaching staff to look at the things that they do need to work on because there are a lot of things that we've seen pointed out here that they need to work on, especially because you've got some of these teams coming up that are going to give you that chance to work on those things heading down the stretch. Yeah, exactly. And I think the biggest one of those is probably uh, passing defense. They're, yeah. they're, they're ranked on their 85th. They're giving up 240 yards a game passing. And I think anyone would tell you that that's too many to, to be comfortable with. 
One of the things that, uh, that, that Meyer said this morning at his uh, weekly call-in show was that they're, this gives them a chance to do some self-scouting, uh, this break. They, they look at their own tendencies and their own mixes of run, pass, and, and those kinds of things to, to make sure that they're not getting predictable. Uh, how do those things shake out? What are the opponents looking at? What can we do to break some of those tendencies? And uh, so they're, uh, th- this is the week that gives them a chance to do some of that, to really evaluate themselves uh, and, and look at how opponents might be looking at them and, and change some things up. Uh, they, they looked at, um, you know, he's getting asked a lot about the fake punt uh, uh, attempt last week. I think he would, he, he pretty much said he would do it again uh, just yeah. because he felt his team needed to jolt at that time. Uh, they did the same thing last year, you recall, when they were trailing in a game, I believe it was Nebraska, when they gave that a shot and it failed. Uh, but he's the kind of coach that, that realizes and stresses the importance of momentum. Um, for uh, he, he says it's worth seven seven points for an experienced team and fourteen points for a young team uh, in terms of how he weighs the value of of a big shock play like a successful fake punt. So even though he's failed the two times he's tried it, uh, it's because they didn't execute it properly, not because it was necessarily a bad idea. Right, and we've talked about that. He's going to continue to do that. That's definitely his style. Sometimes it's not just what you can do, it's what you don't do that tells the story of a whole season. And I think that if this season plays out the way the Buckeyes hope it do, I think one thing that we're going to look back at, Dan, and we talked a little bit about this on Monday, is this past week them not making any moves at quarterback when it was right there and you were on the precipice right there of making a switch and perhaps invoking a real quarterback controversy. But you know, holding on to his gut, Coach Meyer held on, left Braxton in the game, and that that could be key because the last thing you need is to open up problems like that midway through a season. Right, and the timing there again is good because uh, one of the most important things going forward for the season is Braxton Miller's knee. Uh, it, it was apparent that it, at least it, it looked as though he was favoring it a little bit. He didn't have that explosion, that burst, that quickness that we've seen from Braxton over the last year and a half. And uh, so just giving him two weeks to rest it, thankfully he didn't re-injure it. He was just favoring it a little bit, and, and another two weeks certainly can't hurt that. Uh, but you're right, it, it showed some confidence in him. Meyer said this morning that uh, his only disappointment really in the performance was, was that fumble down on the one-yard line. And if you go back and look at that, you'll see it was a, more of a freakish and positive defensive play by the, by the Northwestern player than it was uh, – uh, a, a recklessness or a lack of concern for ball security by, by Miller. It was just a, a good play, and those things happen. So but if that's the only disappointment, uh, then maybe the, the favoring of the knee, maybe the, the little bit of a lack of, uh, of quickness and, and burst uh, was to be expected and, and therefore not really disappointing. And you're right about the timing of that because, really, you want to get him together. I agree with you. He definitely looked like it was still bothering him, and here you'll get that stretch of, you know, nearly two weeks to get that together. Looking at the entire... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Our Big Ten here. First portion of the season so far. What, what are the biggest stories that stick out to you in the Big Ten as a whole? Well, to me, uh, I, I think we all expected, uh, a lot of people expected Michigan State to sort of be the, the class of the, of the Legends division. Uh, they've disappointed offensively. Uh, Nebraska right now probably looks like as much the favorite over there as Michigan State does. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, to me, one of the bigger stories is the the underwhelming performance of Michigan. Uh, those two games back to back, Akron and Connecticut, had had most right. Big Ten observers going, "Wow, uh, this is not uh, this is not what we expected out of the Wolverines." Um, I think it might have been you know heartwarming to Buckeyes fans uh, to to see them. Uh, <laughs> Or struggling against some some really not very good teams. Uh, to me, that's one of the surprising uh, stories of the season. Um, I think we kind of expected uh, over here in the leaders' division, we expected Ohio State and Wisconsin to be one-two in the division as far as the the best teams. I think one thing we've seen as a maybe a an ongoing trend going forward is typically people would have ranked Penn State as sort of that third place team in the leaders. Um, I think it's fair to say now that Indiana took Penn State apart last week, and, and it looks like Indiana may be a program slightly on the rise and Penn State may be a program on the decline, that you might want to re- refigure that third-best team in the leaders' conference uh, as being Indiana supplanting Penn State in that position. Uh, and, and that may not just be for this year, but it, you may be able to project that out in the next couple years and say, well, Penn State's still got a couple more years of sanctions to, to you know survive. And uh, in Indiana, Wilson's doing a nice job there, and, and they still got some defensive problems, but uh, they can put up the points. And, and right now they look like the third-best team in the leaders after uh, after OSU and the Badgers. And you bring up Michigan, you know, of course, that's the, the be-all, end-all here at the end of the, the season for Ohio State every year. But looking at what they did, you're right. I mean, you know, to win seven points total between Akron and Connecticut, that shows me – I. I'll be honest with you, and I know Ohio State has to clear the games on their schedule too, but I'm looking at what's sitting between Michigan now and Ohio State, and I see several things that strike up to me. As I, I don't know about you, Dan. I want to ask you, but I don't think Michigan makes it to Ohio State undefeated with some of the things we've seen. I mean, you've got, like you said, Indiana's playing well, but you've got Michigan State, you've got Nebraska, and you've got Northwestern. I think somewhere in there, I really look for Michigan to stumble. There, I don't see... Ohio State and Michigan uh, meeting two unbeaten teams. I don't think Michigan makes it to Ohio State before they stumble. I totally agree with you, Jay Rock. I I, uh, I don't see them surviving. Uh, maybe going into uh, November still unbeaten because they've got a couple more uh, relatively easy games. And I I don't have the Michigan schedule in front of me, but you're right. They've they've got to, to uh, play the Spartans. I and I don't see them getting past. Uh, I don't see them getting past Nebraska. Um, because yeah, that is uh, that's going to be a tough haul for them, and, and Northwestern is going to give all those schools a, a tussle too, because they're they're yeah. not going to uh, they're not going to lay back for anybody. People now are, are sort of projecting Northwestern into that uh, Big Ten title game uh, if they can uh, if they can have some good fortune here down the stretch. They're a good enough team to make it with uh, 
with only the loss to Ohio State on the schedule. And I think that that Ohio State game, really, because it happened so early in their season, I think that bolsters them uh, just mentally because I think they see, hey, man, this is one of the top you know, three teams, according to polls here in the country. This is a, a top team, and we went out there and put it to them, and, and we had them on the ropes for a minute. So I think, actually, you're right. I think that strengthens them heading down the stretch, makes them even more dangerous for teams like Michigan. Yeah, I would agree. It, it, lets, it lets Northwestern know that they can play with anybody. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and and I look on the schedule and I realize here that the Northwestern uh, doesn't have to play uh, Michigan. Uh, so that's, uh, that's obviously, again, in their favor. But uh, that's uh, going forward, yeah, they've, they've got um, a fairly positive schedule going forward. Wisconsin still has to, to come up against, uh, you know, that, that Northwestern game is, is, is this week, Wisconsin-Northwestern. That's going to really tell you the tale about who's going to survive uh, uh, over there in the in the legends, if Northwestern can get by Wisconsin, uh, they've got a nice a nice path to uh, to November. Right, absolutely. And then uh, was November sixteenth, Northwestern and Michigan there, and then two weeks after that, Michigan and Ohio State. By the way, I might as well start plugging it here, and I'm going to start mentioning it more each and every week as the countdown to that Michigan game goes on. Ohio State fans, we will be for the first time at the Wing Warehouse in. Northfield, Ohio. We're going to be doing a live just like we do for the Browns games. The Sports Fix is going to be doing a pre-game, post-game and halftime show live at Wing Warehouse, Ohio State, Michigan. We're working on some surprise guests and some things like that. Dan, hey, maybe we can get you to come up and do a little bit of that with us too and do some live pre-game, post-game and halftime for OSU, Michigan. That would sound good. Yeah, let's let's talk some more about that. And you're right. I was uh, in error. I was looking at the Wisconsin schedule. Of course, Northwestern plays Michigan. They're in the same division. Uh, that that game coming up on the 16th of November. Uh, yeah, in fact, Northwestern has a uh, a pretty uh, brutal stretch there with uh, with Nebraska, Michigan, and Michigan State all in a row their uh, first three weekends of November. But uh, yeah, they're uh, like you say, they're they're confident going forward. Right now, uh, it looks like Ohio State may may cruise at least for a couple of weeks. They've got Iowa and Penn State both home games coming up here in the to start out the second half and. And after that, it's uh, it road games at uh, at Illinois and at uh, Purdue. So nothing terribly daunting there. Obviously, you could have a letdown, but the the second half schedule shapes up nicely for them. They get Indiana at home, uh, and then of course they go to Ann Arbor. But uh, the first four games of the second half look uh, look manageable, and uh, and they've got uh, they've got this Saturday to take a breather in between. And you know what? It's a good time to look at the entire rankings here nationally and always, you know, you whittle down week by week the undefeated teams. Still still quite a handful of undefeated teams out there. We know it's going to continue to shake down. Who do you think here in the top five or six teams is the real deal when it all shakes down at the end of the season? Do you think Ohio State has what it takes to make it through this second half unscathed? And even if they do, is the Big Ten schedule enough to get them in that top couple of places? At the start of the season, I'm on record as saying I did not think Ohio State would go undefeated. I'm starting to rethink that, uh, having survived these last two weeks where I thought maybe the best chance for a loss uh, would shake out. But uh, The answer to the second part of your question, I think, is no. I actually don't think that the schedule for Ohio State is strong enough that that uh, as long as there are three or four other unbeatens out there uh, come Thanksgiving time, uh, I, I would I'd be very skeptical about Ohio State being, you know, voted into the the BCS title game, especially if 
Oregon Stanford winner stays unbeaten, if the Clemson Florida State winner stays unbeaten, and Alabama and or pretty much any other SEC team, you're practically guaranteed a slot in the in the BCS title game. Um, if all those things are are true, then I think Ohio State might be on the outside looking in. So looking at what we've seen so far in the first five or six games for most of these schools, just, you know, gut feeling right now, who do you have in your BCS title game as things stand now from what we've seen? I would say right now, Oregon, Alabama. Uh, Numbers one and two right now. Uh, I don't know. uh, Certainly Stanford is is an admirable team, and and that Oregon-Stanford game is going to be something for everybody to watch. Um, The winner of that game versus Alabama, I I really don't see Alabama taking a loss either. LSU, of course, will be a tough game. But um, if it were right now, I would say Oregon-Alabama. And failing that, uh, one of those teams stumbling, uh, the Clemson-Florida State winner, uh, if that school is unbeaten. Both of those teams have, have looked very good. Uh, to me, the best team that I've seen so far this year is Oregon. I, I, uh, there obviously are always questions about their defense, but those tend to stop mattering when you're scoring 60 points a game and, and, and looking like you're, you're rolling downhill while doing it. Absolutely, they've got they've got that that offer. Chip Kelly or no Chip Kelly, the Oregon Ducks just keep on rolling. It's good to see the week to week of the schedule. It's good to have a week like this where we can kind of go outside the bubble and talk a little bit about that as well. So, you know, a whole lot more to come next week. Just like the Buckeyes, we'll start ramping up and getting ready for the second half of this season. Monday, Dan, looking forward to having you with us. And you know what, too, but this weekend, you know, might as well talk to you because it's my last chance to catch up with you before that. What do you think, Brownies, chance to make it four in a row this weekend, only the third time since 1990 if they do it. What does your gut say? Can they handle the Lions at home? I think they can. I think that, uh, first of all, what they learned last week is that uh, – it is possible to win a game in the NFL with Brandon Wien as your starting quarterback. Uh, <laughs> granted, granted, you're not going to get a, uh, a pick six every week or a punt return touchdown every week, and those things obviously help. The offense didn't score 37 points, but uh, I think it's got to do wonders for their confidence to say, okay, as a team, we can go out and we need contributions from special teams. We need contributions from defense. Uh, they've been getting those, obviously. But uh, having Brandon Whedon behind center is not, uh, you know, it's not a death blow to you. It's a, you know, you can win that way. Uh, and I think the coaches certainly have had a chance to, to try to install an offense that, uh, that maximizes his strengths such as they are and, and uh, will go forward. And, but, but, yeah, in answer to your question, sure, I think we can beat the Detroit Lions. Uh, you know, this is not, uh, they are not an elite NFL team, and they're coming on your turf. And, and one thing the Browns haven't done since they've come back is sort of defend their own turf. And I think those players are starting to get the fans a little bit more behind them. There's a little bit less cynicism in the stands. And believe me, I've sat in those stands every home game for since 1999 with maybe two or three exceptions of games that God I've missed. Uh, and and I've, I've seen a turnaround here this season just in terms of the attitude of the fans. The players are playing to the fans. The players know that they can own this town if they can – defend their home field and um, it's just been kind of refreshing to see uh, sort of the enthusiasm of the fans come back uh, and all it took was a win or two and now that they've got you know three in a row and going for four in a row 
I think it's just going to get crazier and crazier in terms of just the enthusiasm that, that the fan base can bring to the team and vice versa. Agreed there. What I feel sorry for Brandon Whedon when you ask people, when people are trying to compliment my man Brandon Whedon and they say things like, the Browns learned that it's not a death wish to have Brandon Whedon at quarterback. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, it almost makes you feel bad for the guy when you put it in those terms. But, hey, think, you are right. I think right, we all man. want to see him succeed. You know, Jack, everybody wants to see him succeed. It's just that we're, uh, we're trying to be realistic oh. about our expectations. and, and uh you know, we'll see how he steps up and performs. Last week, uh, give the kid a lot of credit for uh, uh, for you know sticking with it and, and making some throws down the stretch and driving the team for what turned out to be the game uh, go, the go ahead touchdown. And, uh, so uh, give credit where it's due. He uh, he showed some guts and some character. Dan Wismar from the Cleveland Fan talking Buckeyes, talking a little Browns too. Matter of fact, I'm I'm going to pick that up when we come from the break. I think I'm going to wrap up the show there talking about the Brownies here. And, a little bit about what you're talking about. Dan Wismar, he's with us every Monday and Wednesday. Okay, so it's Thursday. Big deal. He's with us every Monday and Wednesday here talking Buckeye football and a whole lot more. You can check him out at the Cleveland Fan. Check him out on Twitter at DWismar. Dan, you have a great weekend. Go Browns. Go Buckeyes. Look forward. Well, Buckeyes are off, so just go home, Buckeyes. But look forward to talking to you on Monday. Thanks, Jay Rocky. Have a nice weekend. You got it. You too. He's Dan Wismar from the Cleveland Fan. I'm J-Rock. This is the Sports Fix. We'll be right back. I want to pick that up, talking Browns, because he mentioned about how Brandon Whedon did a good job and and came off with no practice. I'm telling you, there's an agenda against Brandon Whedon in the Browns, because yesterday, Chud went out of his way to make sure to mention that Whedon did practice and that he had a full speed, full day of practice, too. It's almost like that Joe Banner and those guys heard some people saying Brandon Whedon didn't practice, and they're like, hey, 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 don't give him that much credit. He practiced. Chud, you go out there and straighten him out. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm having some fun, but that's kind of the way it came across at the same time, regardless. Hey, let's hit the break. When we come back, Travis Benjamin, special teams player of the week. Josh Gordon, not on the market. We'll talk about that. We'll wrap things up and more. Don't go anywhere. Still more sports fakes to come. Throwing you the best sports commentary in town. The Sports Fix. I'll tell you what, whether you just started listening to the show today or you've been listening since the beginning of the Sports Fix, you know that our thing is how proud we are to be from Cleveland, to be in Cleveland, and to get the opportunity to broadcast and represent Cleveland to the world live right here on the Sports Fix each and every weekday. Well, I'll tell you what, that same sentence could just replace the word Sports Fix with our friends GV Art and Design and have the same statement because GV Artwork, you guys have seen their stuff all over town, makers of some of the best Cleveland sports apparel you'll ever see. Unique, original designs. Fantastic. They say Cleveland that I love, and then they put it on their chest, and they put it on your chest, too. Don't forget, we tell you all the time, use the sales code FIX. Any purchase you make with GVArtwork.com, you'll save 10% on your total purchase just for letting them know that you heard about it right here on the Sports Fix. So whether you check them out, GVArtwork.com, or check out the brand-new store in Lakewood on Detroit Avenue, they are fantastic people with a fantastic product. Cleveland, that we all can love. GV Art and Design. It's not just a shirt. It's a statement. 
It's an addiction. The Sports Fix will be right back. Football season is party season at Harry Buffalo North Olmstead, And no matter who you root for, everyone wins at Harry Buffalo. Every Sunday, the Sports Fix is broadcasting live with giveaways and prizes. And joining you in watching all the Browns action with, with Bud, Bud Light, Light beer, beer specials and $10 hair of the dog, dog pictures. pictures. Hey, baby, let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. That's some fun. Plus, every Monday night, catch the Monday night football action with some of your favorite Browns players. Football season is most definitely party season. And your headquarters is Harry Buffalo North Olmstead. Perry Buffalo. Buffalo. Join the herd. Back in 1990, when I joined Herb in the booth, you could say that first game was when I became a lifelong Tribe fan. Something about Cleveland made us want to stay and call it our home, raise our family here. I can promise you one thing, home or on the road, I feel what you folks feel, what you feel every game. Cleveland fans are passionate and pretty vocal. I respect that. This is our team. This is our town. This is a tribe town. Portions of the Sports Fix brought to you by Quick Lane at Valley Ford Truck, home of the low-price tire guarantee. Quicklane.com slash Valley Ford Truck. Hi, this is Earl Clark from the Cleveland Cavaliers, and you listen to the Sports Fix. Welcome back into the Sports Fix, streaming live on the sportsfix.net as we get to the end of another show, another jam-packed day. Thank you guys so much for being with us. A lot of great conversation in the chat room. You guys play nice over there. I see a couple of fellas going at it here in the chat room. Guys, It's all we're all one family here, all the Sports Fix, baby. Welcome back in. J-Rock with you and you guys arguing about the Cavaliers and the Cavaliers have Andrew Bynum and Greg Oden is with the Miami Heat and that's the way it is. And you guys, we just got to let it play out and see how it happens. We will see here as Andrew Bynum continues to get himself into shape. But anyways, by the way, for those of you wondering what I'm talking about, check it out. Mixler.com, the chat room there. It's kind of a whole second universe going on. A conversation within a conversation here on the Sports Fix. Always interesting to follow along with those guys there too and want to give a shout out to adam from parts unknown i want to give a shout out to tony maselli who's listening to the show today as well too hey guys love having each and every one of you listening and reaching out to us speaking of tony he mentioned something we should talk about i'm gonna get into it soon he said with all the controversy about the redskins and the name change going on there that we should talk about the same thing when it comes to the Indians. That is definitely a topic for a day that we're going to get into here this winter. So good shout out. Hey, just like Tony, if you've got an idea or a suggestion about a topic or something you'd like to see us talk about, hit us up facebook.com slash the sports fix tweet with us at the sports fix CLE or email me the sports fix at AOL.com. Give me those ideas. I would love to hear it. And then I'd love to talk about it here on the show. Wrapping things up here, when we went into the break, I, I meant what I said. Like, I, I noticed it. It really stuck out to me yesterday when we were talk, just now here talking about Brandon Whedon. All the, the talk, and it was from the NFL Network, it was ESPN, it was on all the local news, media, radio, everything, the narrative of how Brandon Whedon played with no practice last week. And I'm not saying this to take anything away from Brandon Whedon at all, but yesterday... Coach Judd went out of his way to make sure to mention that Brandon Whedon practiced last week and that he practiced full speed last week as well. So I'm telling you, I'm telling you, part of me says that Joe Banner and those guys wanted to make sure to correct the public perception because I, I've got to tell you, 
I don't think that there's anything, and it doesn't matter. I, I don't think there's anything Brandon Whedon can do at this point. He can win games, and he can get himself much more popular with not only the Browns fans but other teams around the league. But I honestly, truly believe that there's nothing he can do that can improve his future chances of being a member of the Cleveland Browns. I just think that that decision has been made and it's not going back. It's just not. It's just they've decided what they're going to do and they're going to go forward. But for our hope, like Dan Wismar said so eloquently, hopefully we've learned that it's not a death blow. And really, with the defense that we've got, if he can go out here and take care of the ball and if they can put together a game plan that minimizes his weaknesses, Browns still do have a defense that can go out here and make some things happen. They get a chance to do it this week. It's going to be big when you see what happens with Calvin Johnson because as we talked about the other day with Dr. Football, that's a difference maker for the Lions right there. I mean, obviously, that's going to change whether you can zero in on the tight ends, whether you can zero in on Reggie Bush, whether you can zero in on those few other weapons that they have. Megatron's not going to practice, so it's going to be a game-time decision. The thing is, is he's one of that rare 5% of the NFL that cannot practice all week and will still play. That's very few people are able to do that, are allowed to do that. He's one of those players because he was driving me nuts in fantasy football last year because you never knew on those weeks that he was banged up, you never knew if he was going to play until right before game time. And that's something that the Browns are going to have to worry about as well. The other thing I wanted to mention as we're wrapping things up, Travis Benjamin, special teams player of the week, and deservedly so, 179 punt return yards. The 74-yard the touchdown, Coach Chudzinski pointed it out yesterday. I think this is impressive as hell to the entire special teams. Nine different players successfully blocked on that punt return. That is the definition, the definition of a team effort right there. Nine out of the 11 players, Travis Benjamin's 10 out of 11. So that's literally your entire unit all successfully came together on that punt return. It really is a team game. So Travis Benjamin, that's and that's a couple of weeks in a row now that the Browns have been recognized as the special teams player of the week. And really, you got to say that with all the problems last year when they changed coordinators and of course let him go to San Francisco and Chris Tabor took over here and all the heat that he got he's done a good job of stabilizing especially with a lot of turnover a lot of turnover from Josh Cribbs to a lot of the other little pieces as well a lot of new guys playing a lot of new guys covering uh, kicks there's a lot of differences here and you can see in the kick return game they're still working on on some things there and I, I still think sooner rather than later you're going to see Travis Benjamin back there returning kicks again. We may see Fozzie Whitaker get a bit of a shot, but I think I think your solution is Travis Benjamin, but he's got to not muff punts. He's got to show he can handle one job before you can give him another. I think they tried to give him a little bit too much early on, and then they had to peel back and now start adding layers back to that. Tomorrow, Big Browns Day, we're going to have Jeff Gorman from Browns101.com, Ryan Ruiz from the Inscriber with his dog bones to victory. We're going to break down the entire, both sides of the ball, line Lions and Browns will try to get an update on Calvin Johnson. Browns defensively going to get some bolsters, bolster to the troops as they're going to get sheared back. You're going to get Groves back. There's going to be a couple more added to that front seven there, which is good. Some more pieces, some more depth. Gives you more ability to attack and harass Matthew Stafford. Doesn't come, doesn't come at a better time right there. So we're going to talk about that. We'll preview the game, make our predictions. Jonathan Knight, the sports writer extraordinaire, will be with us tomorrow talking about all kinds of different things, including the Browns, the Indians, so much more. We'll preview the Cavaliers' first road preseason game. They take on the Orlando Magic, and we'll do all the things we do Every week, every day, every Friday, wrapping up the week here. So make sure you tell somebody else to listen. And by the way, if you do, 
You get your name dropped in the hopper to win a GV Artwork t-shirt of your choice. Just tell somebody else to listen, tag us in the post so that we can see it, and you can win on Monday. But that's Monday, tomorrow, big, big Friday. We'll see you and hopefully some friends of yours. Bring them along. It's a good time, I promise. We'll see you tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel, Oakland, Detroit, game five tonight. If you're watching it, have a good time, whatever you're doing. Be safe. You know what? Be happy. Be Cleveland. We love you. We'll see you tomorrow. Same bat time. Same bat channel. Where else? But right here on the sportsfix.net, live on the sportsfix. Rock cars, science in the Tower City, all of that. Warehouse district, Euclid corridor, and all the flat. You know that I'm a tribes fan, and I love slimings. Crockett Park's the perfect place for me to spend some time in. Baby, this is Cleveland. It is so much more to us. You can even go to Severance Hall to see an orchestra. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.